إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد so carrying on then with the tafsir class from last week Today then we're moving on to the next chapter Last week we covered Surah An-Nas Qul a'udhu bi rabbin nas And this week then we will go to Qul a'udhu bi rabbil falaq So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا وَقَبِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ النَّفَّاثَاتِ فِي الْعُقَدِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says I say, say, I seek refuge with Allah the Lord of the daybreak, from the evil of what he has created, and from the evil of the darkening night, as it comes with its darkness, or the moon as it sets or goes away, and from the evil of those who practice witchcrafts, and they blow in the knots, and from the evil of the envier when he envies. So here it begins in the same way as the other chapter, قُلْ Say. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but the overall message and the, uh, the surah is of course to all of the ummah. So, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ Say that I seek refuge in the Lord of the daybreak. So this again is talking about the issue of seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here it mentions specifically بِرَبِّ falaq In the Lord of the daybreak. In the Lord of the daybreak. رَبُّ الْفَلَقْ هُوَ اللَّهُ وَالْفَلَقْ الْإِصْبَاحِ In the morning time, the daybreak. ويجوز أن يكون أعم من ذلك أن الفلق كل ما يفلقه الله تعالى من الإصباح والنوى والحب So it could be more general than the daybreak The meaning here could be more general than just the Lord of the daybreak It could be in reference to all of those affairs that break out from the date seeds and from the other forms of the seeds, all of that which breaks out, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of all of that. 
So what is it that you are seeking refuge in Allah from? In this case it mentions min sharri ma khalaq that you are seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of what he has created. أي من شر جميع المخلوقات ومنه النفس لأن النفس أمارة بالسوء. So here you are asking Allah سبحانه وتعالى for refuge from all of the evil, all of the evil that exists and that He has created. And from that is the evil of your own soul, of your own self, that attempts to take you towards evil. You are asking Allah for refuge from those internal whisperings also. فَإِذَا قُلْتَ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ فَأَوَّلُ مَا يَدْخُلُ فِيهِ نَفْسَكَ So if you are to say from the evil of what he created, then the first thing that comes into that is your own self, your own soul, that you seek refuge from the internal whisperings of yourself, that is from the head of the affair in terms of seeking refuge in Allah from the matters of evil. كما جاء في خطبة الحاجة نعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا. Just like you hear in the خطبة الحاجة at the beginning every time when the person who starts the خطبة the lecture at the beginning they will recite a section where it says نعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا. That we seek refuge in Allah from the evils of ourselves. وَقَوْلُهُ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ يَشْمَلْ شَيَاطِينَ الْإِنْسِ وَالْجِنِّ وَالْهَوَامِ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ So when you say here that I seek refuge in Allah from the evil of what He has created, it encompasses everything from the evil of the humans, from the evil of the jinn, of the beasts, of all affairs, whatever it may be, that you seek refuge in Allah from all of those affairs. وَمِن And then from the evil of the darkening of the night, as it comes with its darkness, from the evil of the darkening of the night, when it arrives with its darkness, Al-Ghasiq qil innahu al-layl. So one of the meanings that has been mentioned regarding the Ghasiq is the night. From the evil of when the night appears, and darkness envelops everything. وَقِيلْ إِنَّهُ الْقَمَرِ And it has been said 
that it is the moon. Was sahih innahu aamun lihada wa hada. Amma kaunuhu al-layl. So it is possible that it is both meanings. Both meanings can apply. And as for the meaning that it means the night, that you are seeking refuge from the night, the darkness, that is where the shayateen, they come out, and the evil may occur. So you seek refuge in Allah from that darkness and from that night. It's mentioned also in Al-Isra, أَقْمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِدُلُوكِ الشَّمْسِ إِلَىٰ غَصَقِ الْلَيْلِ إِلَىٰ غَصَقِ الْلَيْلِ So that highlights the same meaning as what we are mentioning here. And during the night, that's when all of the, the beasts and the animals and the dangerous things, they come out. And so you seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the darkness of the night and from everything that comes out at night, from the dangerous things and animals that may come out at night. وَأَمَّا الْقَمَرِ فَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ عن النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرى عائشة القمر وقال هذا هو الغاصق أخرجه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح As for الغاصق meaning the moon there is a narration where the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم showed Aisha radiyallahu anha the moon and said to her, this is al-ghasiq. This is al-ghasiq. وَإِنَّمَا كَانَ غَاسِقًا لِأَنَّ سُلْطَانَهُ يَكُنُ فِي اللَّيْلِ And it is known as the ghasiq because the moon, its, its power or authority is at night. The moon does not have any authority, any uh, influence during the day. It is concealed by the sunlight. But then at night is when the moon now comes into the fore. The moon is now seen and visible and has its role. So then you ask Allah for refuge and protection from the night and the darkness and all of the evils that may come out at the night. So that is min sharri ma khalaq. أو من شر غاسق إذا وقب معطوف على من شر ما خلق من باب عطف الخاص على العام. The first ayah says that you are seeking refuge in Allah from all of evil. The next one specifies the evil of the night. The evil of the night is included in the first ayah which said all of evil. And this is common, you find this type of thing where it is mentioned, something is mentioned in the general form, and then something specific is attached onto it. So generally from all forms of the evil, and specifically the night and the darkness and the evil that uh, emanates or comes out at that night, لِأَنَّ الْغَاسِقِ مِنْ مَخْلُوقَاتِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ وَقَوْلُهُ إِذَا وَقَبَ أَيْ إِذَا دَخَلَ فَاللَّيْلُ إِذَا دَخَلَ بِظَلَامِهِ غَاسِقٍ وَكَذَلِكَ الْقَمَرُ إِذَا أَضَاءَ بِنُورِهِ فَإِنَّهُ غَاسِقٍ 
وَلَا يَكُونُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا بِالْلَيْلِ So with both of those meanings, whether you talk about the night or you talk about the appearance of the moon, they are both connected to the night time. And you are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for refuge uh, during that night time where the shayateen may exit further and other dangerous things and evils may appear. Then after that, وَمِن شَرِّ النَّفَّاثَاتِ فِي الْعُقَدِ And from the evil of those who practice witchcraft. From the evil of those who practice witchcraft. And when they blow in the knots, when they practice witchcraft and they blow in the knots, النفاثات هن الساحرات So this is in reference to the female sorcerers and magicians, witches as you may say, witchcraft as they mention in the translation. يَعَقِدْنَ الْحِبَالُ وَغَيْرَهَا وَتَنْفُثُ بِقِرَاءَةٍ مَطْلَصْمَ فِيهَا أَسْمَاءَ الشَّيَاطِينَ عَلَى كُلِّ عَقْدَ تَعْقِدْ ثُمَّ تَنْفُذْ Here it is mentioned about those witches, the, the, the sorceresses, how they tie knots, literally tie knots into things and then blow into them, causing or creating or forming that magic that then occurs upon a person, that they physically tie those knots it's even mentioned uh, what they call these voodoo dolls and then they poke in them and the person is affected that they do that. that this is something which also occurs that they may poke into that or do something into that and the person whom the magic is upon is affected and feels that pain. So they do this, they blow into these knots and this sorcery that they do by tying these knots and blowing into those knots. And then influencing or impacting a particular individual. They blow into these knots to cause the magic upon a specific individual, a particular individual. وَهِيَ بِنَفْسِهَا الْخَبِيثَةِ تُرِيدْ شَخْصًا مُعَيَّنًا فَيُؤَثِّرُ هَذَا السِّحَرْ بِالنِّسْبَةِ لِلْمَسْحُورِ So when they blow into those knots and then they intend a specific individual, then with that evil from them, it impacts upon that individual. وَذَكَرَ اللَّهُ النَّفَّاثَاتِ دُونَ النَّفَّاثِينَ And why is it that Allah mentioned these in the feminine versions, the sorceresses? The witchcraft, the witches, as opposed to generally the magicians and the sources in the males. Because the majority of this type of thing occurs from the witches, from the witchcraft, the female sorceresses. لِأَنَّ الْغَالِبْ أَنَّ الَّذِي يَسْتَعْمِلْ هَذَا النَّوْعِ مِنَ السِّحْرِ هُنَّ النِّسَاءِ The majority of this type of magic and blowing into the knots and causing it to impact upon an individual, then that is done in the most part 
by the females, by the sorceresses. So here you are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from that magic, to protect you from that evil of the sorcerers and the sorceresses in particular, where they tie those knots. And that type of thing, tying the knots and that form of magic, it is well known that perhaps they will seek to get some personal item from you, maybe a piece of hair from you or some nail from you, some item from you, and then they use that along with the tying of their nuts with it and the blowing of the evil into it until they then cause and that magic is then brought about and impacts upon that particular individual. So here you are asking Allah for protection from those kinds of affairs. You are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection from the sorceresses, from their magic, from the witchcraft that occurs. And then, وَمِن شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ And the next thing also mentioned here, from the evil of the envier when he envies. From the evil of the envier when he envies. الحاسد هو الذي يكره نعمة الله على غيره. The one who envies the envier falling into envy is the one who hates that a blessing has been given to someone other than himself. Someone else has been given some blessing. The one who is an envier hates that somebody else has been given that blessing and he hasn't. He hates that his brother has been blessed with an affair that he hasn't. That is the nature of envy. Hating the fact that someone else has got some blessing and you haven't got it. فَتَجِدُهُ يَضِيقُ you find that this type of person becomes very agitated, very agitated that someone else has the blessing, has such and such a blessing, but that he has not been given this blessing that Allah has bestowed upon another person with an'amallahu ala hadha al-insan bimal, aw jah, aw ilm, aw ghayri dhalika fayahzidu. He sees that another person has been blessed with wealth or with some status or with some knowledge and so he envies that person, envies him, hates the fact that he's got that blessing and he himself has not. Here the Sheikh mentioned knowledge. But is it not in a hadith that one of the two things you can envy someone for is knowledge? So what does that mean then? Sheikh here mentioned knowledge as well. Because it depends on what the meaning of your envy is. If you envy a person who's got knowledge, 
because you hate it that they are more knowledgeable than you and you hate it that they know all of these things and you don't and so you've got a problem with them you've got a hatred against them for them being more knowledgeable than you then that is what the shaykh intends here that is an evil envy of a person with knowledge but the hadith is talking about having a praiseworthy envy where someone's got knowledge and you wish that you could have that knowledge as well so you could worship Allah in the better way and be obedient to Allah. Not that you hate the fact he's got the knowledge. You're happy that he's got the knowledge but you envy in terms of you wish you could have that amount of knowledge as well so you could be upon worship and obedience to Allah as well. You've got no problem with him having the knowledge. You're just wishing that you had it as well so you could worship Allah as well. That's the meaning of envying somebody for knowledge which is okay. But envying someone because you hate the fact that they've got more knowledge than you or that they've been blessed with more understanding than you and you've got a hatred, then that's within what the Sheikh is talking about. Uh, dispraiseworthy envy of a person with status and wealth or knowledge as the Sheikh says. وَلَكِنْ الْحَسَّادِ نَوْعَانِ but the one who envies is of two types. There are two types of enviers. One is who envies someone else. They do have that uh, agitation and they do have that grief and worry and depression almost that this person's been given all these blessings but they haven't got them. But they limit it to that. They don't allow it to overcome them such that they begin to hate that person and become evil towards that person or have some issue with that person. They've got this real grief and depression almost and sadness and agitation that they've been blessed with such and such and themselves they haven't but they stop there. The second type of person though is the type where a person feels that agitation and that anger and that emotion that such and such has got the blessing they haven't but they don't just stop there. They allow their emotions to overcome them and they hate that he's got that blessing and they wish that he loses his blessing so they allow it to go beyond the boundary. They do not control their affair. They wish he loses his blessing. They hate that he's got that blessing and so they have that anger and hatred and desire for him to lose his blessing. That's where the issue is of envy from a person. When a person envies you in that way. The first way a person envies you but he controls his affair. He envies that you've got this, you've got that, but he doesn't allow it to boil over. But the one who allows it to boil over in his heart and develops a hatred and anger and desires that you lose, he wishes you lose your blessing, then that is where the problem of envy from a person is. And that's why the, uh, the ayah says, وَمِن شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ From the evil of the envier, when he actually 
envies. Not for the envier who controls his affair. He's envied, but he's controlled it and not let it boil over. But here, the issue and the problem is from the one who envies and allows it to boil over and he hates you and wishes you lose your blessing. And that's where the evil eye can occur. So the ayah says, from the evil of the envier who envies. إِذَا حَسَدَ وَمِنْ حَسَدِ الْحَاسِدِ الْعَيْنِ الَّتِي تُصِيبُ الْمُعَانِ يَكُونُ هَذَا الرَّجُلِ عِنْدَهُ كَرَاهَةً لِنِعْمِ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْغَيْرِ فَإِذَا أَحَسَّ بِنَفْسِهِ أَنَّ اللَّهَ أَنْعَمَ عَلَى فُلَانِ بِنِعْمَةٍ خَرَجَ مِنْ نَفْسِهِ الْخَبِيثَةِ مَعْنَةً لا نستطيع أن نصفه لأنه مجهول فيصيب بالعين So when a person allows it to boil over and begins the reality of envy against someone and that hatred against someone then the evil eye can occur from him onto that person and the evil eye it occurs perhaps from the envier because of his hatred of that person that he's got certain blessings that himself he doesn't have. And so from that hatred of those blessings upon his brother, this evil eye from, the, from himself occurs upon that person. How does it occur? What is this evil eye that occurs? We don't know the reality of that. We don't know the reality of what occurs and how it occurs. We haven't been told. But we know that a person, when he has that hatred and anger and emotion and envy against a person, something occurs from him that impacts upon that individual what is known as the evil eye occurring from him onto that person. What is the evil eye exactly? How? We don't know. But from his envy, that then occurs upon that individual. And when the evil eye from this person who is envying that other one occurs to that other one, then that other one could, to the extent, become sick. He may become sick because of the evil eye that occurs upon him. وَمَنْ تَسَلَّطَ عَلَيْهِ أَحْيَانًا يَمْرَضُ Sometimes he may become sick. He may become sick from the evil eye that has occurred to him. وَأَحْيَانًا يُجَنْ And sometimes that person from the evil eye that occurs to him, he may lose his mental faculties. He may lose his mental abilities and faculties and this occurs to him, that mental type of disease may occur to him. And sometimes, أَحْيَانًا يَمُوتِ It is possible that person who the evil eye occurred upon may even die as a consequence of what occurs to him. This could all occur from the evil eye. And then the shaykh, he goes on to give further examples. حَتَّى الْحَاسِدْ يَتَسَلَّطْ عَلَى الْحَدِيدِ فَيُوقِفُ اشْتِغَالَهُ وَرُبَّمَا يُصِيبُ السَّيَّارَةِ بِالْعَيْنِ وَتَنْكَسِرْ أَوْ تَتَعَطَّلْ وَرُبَّمَا يُصِيبُ رَفَاعَةَ الْمَاءِ أَوْ حَرَافَةَ الْأَرْضِ فَالْعَيْنُ حَقْ تُصِيبُ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ 
وذكر الله عز وجل الغاصق إذا وقب والنفاثات في العقد والحاصد إذا حسد لأن البلاء كله في هذه الأحوال الثلاثة يكون خفيا So then the sheikh goes on to mention that this evil eye it is not restricted to occurring on an individual perhaps the evil eye could occur from a person onto some item so it could occur to some tool a person his evil eye upon some tool and so that tool or instrument stops working it could be upon the car of an individual the evil eye from the one who envies the car of an individual and so the car breaks down from the evil eye of that individual or it could be upon agricultural affairs with water sources or the the agriculture of the land various types of irrigation agriculture a person envies the affair and it breaks down the system breaks down the crops the growth the agriculture the irrigation various things may occur to uh, become faulty because of the evil eye upon them so the evil eye it is truth falaynu haqq tusibu bi'idhni Allah azza wa jal and it can afflict by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa dhakar Allah azza wa jal al-ghasiq and Allah mentioned these affairs from the darkness of the night when the, the, the darkness appears and from the evil of those who blow into the, the, the knots and practice witchcraft and from the envy of a person because all three of those things they are concealed affairs the darkness of the night and what occurs within it a concealed affair darkness of the night as opposed to the daylight when you can see everything and from the witchcraft that they do concealed affair they create or they do that witchcraft which then impacts upon people and the people don't know maybe where it's come from who's done it where to find the knots it's a concealed affair of witchcraft upon the people and also the envy of a person it's a concealed affair you may not know who has envied you or if you have been envied so these matters this is where the corruption can occur from the corruption can occur from those affairs and they are all concealed affairs al-laylu sitrun wa ghisha the night it is a covering it's a covering that conceals the affair so there is a possibility of doing evil at night and nobody sees you that's why the thieves and the robbers and those types of people who wish to do evil then for the most part their plans are always devised organized to do their evil their robbery their theft their whatever act night time so they have concealment in the dark as opposed to daylight where everybody can see them and so the night time is a type of concealment for the evil to occur and also magic is a very concealed and hidden affair 
Eylon as-sihr khafi la yu'lam. And also al-hasid idha hasad al-'ain aydan khafi ta'ti al-'ain min shakhs tadun annahu min ahabb an-nas ilayk wa anta min ahabb an-nas ilayhi wa ma'a dhalika yusibuka bil-'ain. And the evil eye you don't know where it may come from perhaps from a person who you uh, hold him to be from the most beloved of the people to you and you think you are from the most beloved of the people to him but perhaps from him some evil eye overcomes you perhaps from him some evil eye overcomes you لهذا السبب خص الله هذه الأمور الثلاثة due to this reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specified these three affairs الغاسق إذا وقب والنفاثات في العقد والحاسد إذا حسد وإلا فهي داخلة في قوله من شر ما خلق So that's why Allah specified these three things about the darkness of the night, about the magic and about the envy and the evil eye because of their concealed nature, how they impact upon people without you realizing uh, otherwise, all of those come under the first ayah from the evil of all of that which Allah created. فَإِذَا قَالَ قائل, So if somebody was now to say to you, مَا هُوَ الطَّرِيقُ لِلتَّخَلُّصِ مِنْ هَذِهِ الشُّرُورِ الثَّلَاثَةِ How do we save ourselves from these three affairs then? قُلْنَا الطَّرِيقُ لِلتَّخَلُّصِ أَنْ يُعَلِّقَ الْإِنسَانُ قَلْبَهُ بِرَبِّهِ the method of saving yourself from those matters is that you attach your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that you put all of your dependence in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that you uh, actualize you actualize, you haqqiqa at-tawakkula ala Allah, your trust and your reliance and dependence in Allah. وَيَسْتَعْمِلْ الْأَوْرَادْ الشَّرْعِيَّةِ الَّتِي بِهَا يَحْسِنُ نَفْسَهُ وَيَحْفَظَهَا مِنْ شَرِّهَا أُولَىٰ And that you use the legislative du'as, the various supplications and du'as that are in the sunnah, recite them at the uh, necessary times and mentioned and legislated times in order to protect yourselves from the evil. Recite your du'as of the morning, the evening after the prayers. That is from the means of protecting yourself from evil and from magic and the affairs. And the reason why the Shaykh says in these times now there is so much of this magic and this evil eye occurring amongst the people is due to the people being so negligent of Allah and their weakness in putting their trust in Allah and their lack of doing their du'as and reading them every day. People don't bother. And as a consequence of not doing these things, not reading your du'as every day, not having your full trust and dependence in Allah, then that creates weakness and an opening for all of these evils to come upon you even further. وَإِلَّا فَنَحْنُ نَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْأَوْرَادِ الشَّرْعِيَّةِ 
حسن منيع أشد من سد يأجوج ومأجوج Otherwise we know that the legislative supplications The various du'as If you read them, understand them Put your trust in Allah Then they are a secure fortress It is like you are making for yourself A secure, strong fortress Protecting yourself From the magic and the evil eye And the evils Greater than the block The blockade The 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 block which has been made to keep Ya'juj and Ma'juj uh, 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 imprisoned until they exit. That block which has been made uh, holding them back, then these supplications are stronger than that in blocking you from the evils and the magic and the sorcery and witchcraft. لكن مع الأسف أن كثيرا من الناس لا يعرف عن هذه الأوراد شيئا. But the Shaykh says, as Shaykh Al-Ithaymeen, with great regret, many people don't even know what du'as to read. They don't even know what du'as are, which ones to read, what they're supposed to read. And even the ones who know, they are very negligent and uh, absent-minded in regards to doing them. And even the ones who do read them, then perhaps they are not even focusing on them. A lot of people who do read them might only be doing it as a habit. Read it in the morning as a habit, in the evening after the prayers. You've learned them, you do them, you've got into the habit, but it's a habit. You're not thinking about what you're saying every time you read them. You're not thinking about the meanings of them. So that isn't the way that you read these supplications and these du'as. You're supposed to be focused every time on what you are saying and the words you are saying. Uh, so all of that is a deficiency in people And if the people they used these daily supplications The various ones at different times If you were to read them and implement them Understand them, focus on them when you're saying them properly, then many of these evils that we see these days occurring to people, then perhaps they would not occur by means of a person reciting and reading and understanding his daily du'as, then it would perhaps prevent much of the evil that occurs to the people uh, in terms of these affairs of envy and evil eye and the sorcery and the magic and the uh, 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 evil affairs of the dark and, and the night. So it's upon a person to remember that. And that's why one, that surah is one of the ones that the messenger used to recite before sleep. And at other times in the sunnah it's mentioned, this is from the seeking of refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that brings us to the end of Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falaq in summary. We'll leave it on that one for today. Inshallah ta'ala will do Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad as a separate lecture. Uh, however, it's not going to be next week. I'm away next week uh, abroad. So this lecture will not be occurring next week, inshallah. It will be in two weeks, inshallah. But you have the Bolton like a group, Telegram, WhatsApp or something. The updates will go into that group, inshallah. But next Thursday, definitely, I, I can't make it, regrettably. But after that, inshallah, the updates will go into the group. 
جزاكم الله خير وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم ها جو هيد Is what sorry? If we said you are lucky, going away, would that be envy? <laughs> lucky, you know the word lucky. You're lucky going. If you pay for my ticket, then you can say yes. You're lucky going away. Otherwise, I don't know if it. You know, Allah alam. But uh, you know the word lucky. Just generally using the word lucky. I don't think it's a good thing to use the word lucky. Uh, because you know, it's okay. Because even uh, like a Sheikh Al Fawzan, they asked him. You know, because you don't mean, you don't mean any problem with the decree. The kuffar, when they say lucky, you're lucky. The kuffar, they are, because they don't accept the decree of Allah. But uh, obviously, we don't mean that. But just in case somebody, they misunderstand. So uh, uh, maybe some of these words, sometimes you have to be a little bit more careful with them. But, uh, huh? So the, mm. so the question is, if you go somewhere, mm. have it for you to go, then mashallah, we beg dua for you, I hope you have a good time. Mm-hmm. That's it, that's it, yeah, so we didn't really mention that So when, when uh, you see something good from someone else Something that is a blessing for somebody else Then you make dua for them Make dua for that person That may Allah put barakah into this ni'mah that is given you Whatever it might be May Allah give you a, a goodness in what you've been given You got a new house, you got a new car You got whatever you see from your brother Make dua for him And then as the scholars they say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to him Is there anything preventing Allah from giving it to you? Is it going to decrease the kingdom of Allah to give it to you as well? That's why the scholars they say Why are you envying anyone? Simply make dua to Allah For him to bless you With what your brother has been blessed with And make dua for your brother That Allah puts barakah in it for him And there is no decrease in the kingdom of Allah that you make the dua seeking for that goodness for yourself too. That is the way to break envy. Make dua for your brother. Ask Allah to put barakah into his affairs. That shows your goodness and sincerity. And that breaks the envy that a person may have. You mentioned the fortress of the, for the dua. And you compared, I mean, it's stronger than the fortress of Yazid. Now, if a person is doubtful about the Yazid, that they exist, that it's Regrettably, there are some people who do cast doubts on well-established affairs from the religion. Clear, it is well known throughout the centuries, you will find it from all of the scholars explaining regarding Ya'juj and Ma'juj. Explaining about the ayat, the ahadith and everything. But then you get some people coming along these days, they think their intellects are too good. They think their intellects have become so powerful that they can now interpret and think about things and give you new explanations. And so they say, no, there can't really be a real ya'juj and ma'juj somewhere behind some blockade and that they can't come out yet. How could that be? We know everything about the earth. We have uh, satellites and we can see everything and all these things. But that is a nonsense. That kind of claim from these people is a nonsense. How wide and spacious the earth is and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can conceal the affairs within this earth and areas of the earth and areas of the sea, even the sea yet. 
they will tell you themselves only a small percentage of the sea they know about. And let alone uh, as well all the rest of the earth and even today, new species they keep telling you we've discovered this new type of snake, we never knew about it before. We've discovered this new type of ant in the Amazon, we've never seen it in our lives before. It's not in any of the science books. So you cannot use this type of science and intellect and think you're smart that this can't possibly be the case. And if it was the case, the Quran would be going against our uh, physical uh, uh, science and what we see. This is from the misguidance of these types of people from Yasir Qadi and other individuals like that. And that's the problem with these people and that's why you don't follow these types of individuals or listen to them. They are not teaching you from the teachings of the Salaf. They're not teaching you from the teachings of the scholars just now like Ash-Shaykh Adhafiri. Allah mentioned, go back to the scholars and return to the ulama. They don't do that. They don't go to the ulama. They themselves think they are the ulama, Ya Sarqadi and these people. He thinks he is an alim now. He can give his own fatawa, his own whatever he wants. Rather, if you go to the ulama, you go to the scholars, you will see the reality. And this, what they are upon as the clear misguidance, because they have separated away from the ulama, exactly what was mentioned in the telelink. Yeah, so in that hadith, what's the other type that's mentioned? The wealth, and that was also mentioned here by the Sheikh with the same explanation. If you hate somebody's wealth because you're jealous of them, you're, uh, you're uh, angry that he's got wealth and you haven't got it, you're angry and hate him because he's got a bigger house and you've got a smaller one, he's got a newer car, you've got a weaker one. That type is the evil envy against a person for his wealth. But a person who envies a person for his wealth because he wishes... If he had the amount of wealth that person has, then he would be able to spend for the sake of Allah as that person does. That's a praiseworthy intention to have. But I wish I had money like he does so I could spend in all of the path to goodness for the sake of Allah as he does and get all that reward too. That's praiseworthy. At the same time, you ask Allah to put barakah into his wealth. You don't have a hatred towards him. Same explanation for the wealth as well. If what? No, it's haram. You're not going to envy somebody for that. Somebody using, using their money for haram, then they are going to be questioned upon that. It's impermissible for them to use their money for those reasons. You are asked about that on the Day of Judgment. Anybody else? All of the prayers in Jama'ah Fajr, especially it's mentioned about the rose and how the people, if they knew about the virtue of it, they would come even crawling to it, the uh, obligatory prayers, then it's very important to try to strive for the men to attend in the congregational prayers. Uh, you know, the scholars have mentioned, the jumhur of the scholars, it is a wajib upon the men to pray in the congregation, uh, uh, in the masjid. And some of them say at least in the congregation. But this is something you have to strive for. We always mention this, especially when it comes to Ramadan time. Everybody strives and they come to the mosque for Fajr in Ramadan, Isha, all of the other prayers. Then when Ramadan goes, nobody comes anymore. That is a weakness in Iman and it is a sign that your Ramadan wasn't successful. If you're doing it all in Ramadan, attending Fajr in Ramadan, but then after Ramadan you're not, it's a sign that you were not that successful 
with your worship during Ramadan. So this is something you have to strive for, worship Allah until death comes to you. Regularly, every day, every week, it's not just one month of the year. So that's important for all of us to try and focus on. Rectification in our society will come if we return back to properly implementing and practicing the religion. And the majority of the people who you see them in misguidances and you see them in fitan, they are from the people who are least in their actual practicing of their religion. That's what the scholars have mentioned as well. The fitan, all of these trials and speech and misguidance and what you see from the people, it comes from the people who are the weakest in their actual implementation of the religion. For the one who is strong in his implementation of the religion, he's coming and praying his five daily prayers in congregation. He's doing his Qur'an every day, focusing on the words of Allah. He's uh, reading his hadith and memorizing. He's doing all of that properly every day. Do you think he's going to sit there causing fitan for people after that? But the ones who sit there causing the fitan for the people are the ones who are not in the jama'ah. They barely come to the mosque at all. They are not reading the Qur'an, barely memorized or read anything from the Qur'an. They are the people who don't focus on these affairs and so their time is open to fitan and misguidance and all types of other affairs. So to be strong and the community to be strong, the masjid to be strong, for the da'wah to grow, then it's important for everybody to focus on that and at the key and at the heart of it all is the congregational prayers, is the gatherings of knowledge, these types of things you must all focus on, all of us. All right. Uh. Doing something as a habit and... No, that's okay. Every act that you do, you just remember every time that you're doing this sincerely for the sake of Allah. When you're doing that action, if it's some type of words, you focus on the meanings of the words every single time. You understand what you're saying, why you're saying it. You have your trust in Allah in every action that you do. You have your heart in it. And if you do that, then inshallah ta'ala, you'll be sincere in all of your actions. But when a person is negligent, he's just doing things, he reads all of his du'as and he can't, two minutes later can't even remember what he was reading exactly and what it means or anything, then it's become robotic. And you do not want to become robotic in your worship. All right, go on. So you simply, a person who's from your own family, or whoever it might be, even if it's not from your family, and they have an open hatred against you, and they are cursing you, and they want bad for you, you advise them to the best of your ability, and after that, you take your necessary measures as mentioned here. You make your du'as every day, you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rectify the affairs of that person, you make your du'as morning, evening, night, after the prayers, you do everything you need to do on your side. Make dua to Allah to rectify the affairs of that individual. And that is all you can do. There's nothing more you can do. If a person has that hatred in his heart, he won't listen to your advice. He won't listen to your rectification. You just do what you can do on your part and make dua to Allah to rectify his part. That's all you can do, inshallah ta'ala. Alright, we'll conclude upon that for today then. And then we'll start next time with قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ very important chapter regarding sincerity from the next session insha'Allah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.